The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome. This is the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast. I'm Marty Gold, season two, episode forty-six. This uh, one is uh, this episode's going to be um, pretty short and sweet, uh, but I wanted to make sure to get something out over the course of the long weekend, and I've uh, been uh, pretty occupied. An unexpected out of the ring injury, a, a slight problem with one of my wheels, so I lost a little bit of time uh, icing down my leg this week. Don't know what happened. I, I think actually I do know what happened. I attended. A Liberal Party press conference uh, announcement uh, on uh, Friday uh, down at the docks uh, on Tache uh, near the uh, near the uh, Provence Bridge, and it started raining. Just I was concluding my interview with Liberal leader Dougal Lamont, and so we kind of beat it, uh, you know, sort of walking and talking, so to speak, and going up the stairs. And I remember at one point it's a little it was. Uh, you know, spitting, not some, not really drizzling per se at first. And uh, I remember at one point, like, checking out something with my left foot because I, it, like, I noticed my traction wasn't quite right. And I remember checking it with my left foot. And I think the reason it, it popped into my head to check this out is because I had just sort of slipped or not, like, slipped and fallen, but it sort of lost my, my, my balance just a little bit with my right foot. Uh, and uh, that can happen down there because there'll be a fine covering of... Uh, I guess it's silt, it's not really mud, but you get the idea. So I think what happened was that uh, I had slipped a bit, uh, my right leg had slipped, I remember noticing it and checking it out, and then I woke up on Saturday and couldn't move my right leg, uh, knee was swollen. So this is taking up a little bit of time today unexpectedly, uh, and uh, uh, nonetheless, I wanted to try to get make sure that there was uh, uh, fresh content out uh, for all you listeners. And uh, boy, there's been a real explosion uh, of audience lately, and a lot of the previous episodes are being caught up on. Um, amazing how the um, how the numbers start getting jockeyed around for most listened to pod, our, our most listened to episodes, uh, and uh, it's I, I'm I'm certainly pleased, and I welcome uh, the new listenership. Our special report on the East St. Paul parents. Um, making sure that there was Mother's Day in the schools there. That is still our, our most listened to episode. But more recent episodes in particular, um, the episode about North Point Douglas, crime from homeless camps overwhelms Point Douglas, has moved up to the number two all time. Uh, and moving up to number four is from August 9th, very, geez, just this past week actually, where a former magistrate uh, was a Sunday punched uh, while waiting for a bus down, downtown across from the Forks. And that has shot up a lot of listeners over the course of uh, of the last uh, the last week. And uh, our interview with our first campaign interview, for instance, we did with uh, Michael Birch running for the Conservatives in Kuwaitanuk. That has shot up to uh, sixth most most listened to. Now, actually tied technically with Matt Allard's, uh bus fantasies interrupted by harsh reality. So, uh, as people are getting caught up with the kind of uh, reporting, kind of analysis uh, that I provide, and of course part of that is uh, election coverage. I wanted to keep that ball rolling a little bit. Uh, I conducted an interview, as I said, with uh, Dougal Lamont. I'm going to release that later this week. Uh, not going to run that now. That's also nice and short and sweet in about seven and a half minutes as it starts to rain on us. 
but I know that uh, you'll enjoy that. Uh, I just find it's e- find it easier right now with uh, election coverage just to just get some, um, you know, rapid fire kind of uh, kind of uh, discussions uh, done with some of these candidates and make sure to get it out there and to uh, to get it circulated. And this one will be that interview will be no different. But aside from that, the reason I went to the press conference a it was nearby the office, and b. Liberal Party making an announcement relating to the economy. I went there, and for some reason, I thought it was about the environment. I must have misread one of the press releases or something. It was actually about the economy. Um, and so we're dealing with a political party that has uh, just, uh, you know, wandered in, in fruitless endeavors for 30 years. There's been no progress made by the... Uh, is it 30 years? It's 30 years, yeah, since the days of Paul Edwards. And there are times where under Paul Edwards, for instance, the Liberals flew high. I guess that might have actually been, yeah, early 90s, uh, mid-90s, uh, where the Liberals, you know, came up in the polls, but they've never regained the glory days of Sharon Carstairs. Uh, imagine being in a position of saying that was the glory days of the Manitoba Liberal Party, but it was. Uh, and uh, a, a Paul who was a lawyer and a, and a good guy, but it just didn't work. The retail politics didn't really work for him as Liberal leader. Uh, back in the mid-90s, and at one point very popular, and they sunk down from the, the 20s. I don't think the Liberal Party of Manitoba has ever sniffed 20%, 25% in the polls ever again. Uh, and uh, continuing to have problems getting traction. And so Dougal Lamont, Liberal leader, uh, we gathered with some of his candidates, including uh, Dr. John Gerard, a longtime friend of the program, uh, Robert Falcon Ouellette, who's uh, agreed, of course, <laughs> to uh, do an interview sometime soon with me as well. Uh, some other candidates that I was acquainted with and some that I got to, got to meet for the first time. Liberals are trying to figure out how do they maneuver in this election? How do they find some middle ground? We have a situation where the NDP has moved far to the right. Wab Canoe trying to be fiscally uh, uh, responsible in his uh, campaign announcements last week uh, and uh, by twinning it with an announcement that he favors a landfill search uh, he's kind of lost support on the on the on the right center right and lost support among the lefties as well uh, because he won't raise ta- he says he won't raise taxes on things we all know that the NDP has a history of not conforming to uh, not conforming to our concept of the truth <laughs> when it comes to saying we won't raise the PST. Greg Selinger having established that uh, any promise made by a new Democrat in Manitoba isn't worth the paper it's written on. So Lamont's trying to figure out what to do with the Conservatives moving to the left with uh, tons of spending and the NDP moving to the right. Uh, and the Liberal Party still uh, searching and the idea was uh, floated, the, uh, the announcement on Friday, uh, of a an economic development plan that would involve a Manitoba Business Development Bank. Uh, as Lamont put it, the NDP aren't very good socialists and the PCs aren't very good capitalists because, as he said, there are so many people that are unable to access financing because they need collateral. You don't, you know, and, and the the concept that people have to mortgage their house to start their business, uh, um, uh, jack up their credit cards, etc. And he he uh, argues. That certainly, uh, in his mind, First Nations, women, he mentioned farmers as well, which I found interesting. They're having trouble accessing capital, and you're borrowing at rates that are just astronomical. This is not conducive to a successful economy. And also arguing that in the past, that so much, so many tax breaks by both the NDP and the Conservatives, he said, have often bent over backwards to subsidize some of the richest corporations in the world while doing nothing for Manitoba businesses. And he says this has resulted in a branch plant economy 
where we don't have quality jobs developed and where capital profits are moved out of the province. So this idea of a business development bank would focus on Manitoba businesses, Manitoba farms, and it would not be in the form of debt. It would be in the form of uh, purchasing shares. And uh, these uh, these would be repaid when the businesses become profitable. I haven't looked very deeply into this concept. I'm no expert on this field of economics. Certainly Lamont uh, was very passionate about this. Uh, he said it's it's really going to change and grow the economy for the future of this promise of this province. Um, the premise is that there would be a board of directors that Lamont said would be made up of nonpartisan experts and board applicants hired based on qualifications. Uh, and so this would take the politics in his mind out of the decision making of who would get these uh who would have shares purchased be eligible, I guess, to have their shares their shares purchased. These would be equity uh, investments. I I uh, have a fast clip now because I'm saving the interview with Lamont for later in the week. But I have a fast clip now. Uh, the question was not asked by me, so uh, uh, you know if if that part of the audio if it comes across and you don't hear it, hear it too clearly, it's because it wasn't my question. So I was far away from the person asking the question. But Lamont's response, uh, I want to make sure that uh, that. The uh, listeners of the Great Canadian Talk Show have a chance to uh, to hear this. And so let's uh, roll tape, as they say right now. There's no question this is an incredibly important election because we have a series of crises in place. There's a crisis in healthcare. There's a, a, a climate crisis. Um, there is an inflation crisis, uh, a debt crisis. These are all massive things. So we've worked really hard to have a plan to actually address these issues. And I'm not sure that the other parties do. And, and, and some of it is we can't simply go back to the way things were before the pandemic because they weren't working then either, let's be honest. So we need to take things in a different direction. And honestly, the one thing I can say we, that we're offering is, is a real choice for real change. Uh, and we're demonstrating that through our policy. We're not, it's not just a question of saying, uh, you know, look, look at us, here are our ideas. And the other thing about these ideas, we developed our platform in, in deep consultation with uh, stakeholders and groups across Manitoba. So these aren't just our ideas, these aren't just liberal ideas. We know they'll work because the people who actually know what they're doing in industry, in health, in education have told us this is what they need. So we're very confident uh, that we have a platform that'll serve the needs of Manitobans and that'll, that if given the opportunity, we can really change things in this province. So Dougal Lamont, liberal leader, and he, he is no question, in a dogfight in St. Boniface, all the liberal seats are being targeted by the, certainly by the NDP. Uh, Cindy Lamru uh, in Burroughs, uh, Dr. John Gerard in River Heights, uh, and Lamont himself in St. Boniface. And and there's lots to be said about St. Boniface, by the way, uh, lots more in regards to crime, just unbelievable incidents that have occurred um, in St. Boniface in particular in the la- over the course of the weekend, uh, that that I'm going to get to, I think, in the next podcast. Uh, so this is a neighbor that's facing unusual challenges. I did not have a chance to sort of uh, get Lamont, put Lamont in a position to kind of address uh, those points. Uh, but there's certainly going to be a lot of dissatisfaction at the doorways, the doorstops. Uh, whether it's people who have bad memories of the NDP, whether it's people who uh, are not... Uh, so crazy about uh, the conservatives, whether they're led by Brian Pallister or Heather Stevenson, and certainly people who aren't so crazy about the federal liberals. And as you heard uh, Tula Lamont say, uh, 
a crisis in healthcare, a climate crisis, an inflation crisis, a debt crisis. And uh, it's pretty tricky, you know, when, when you start talking about things like, uh, like that, uh, he's kind of preaching a little bit to the converted, but uh, it's very easy for people to point the finger back at Ottawa in terms of some of the health crisis, certainly, uh, and nobody ever talks about it, but one part of the crisis in healthcare is uh, staffing shortages, and a component of that is vaccine mandates forcing uh, otherwise healthy people out of the healthcare field, uh, doctors, nurses, etc., and a lot of, uh, you know, Manitoba is kind of isolated in this, but there's been a lot of blowback with regards to these things. God knows what the government's, and for that matter, Lamont or Wapkanoo, is going to say with the fact that the Federal Food and Drug Administration in the States has now completely reversed themselves on ivermectin uh, as, a, as a treatment for uh, COVID infections. And uh, this, of course, was uh, just rudely dismissed by every so-called expert and every so-called political leader. And now it turns out that it was, in fact, viable, as many people believed. So when Dougal Lamont says there's a climate, an, an inflation crisis, a debt crisis, well, this is something that reflects on the federal government, on the Trudeau government. When he mentions those things, uh, a climate crisis, well, anybody who doesn't buy it, uh, people who look deep into the facts and see that regardless of the so-called consensus among scientists, see that the numbers, that the data isn't supporting in many respects these claims, right? And when you, st- believe me, when you look at the temperature ga- the temperature records from the 1930s uh, through 1936, 37, uh, where Almost every U.S. state, I think at one point every U.S. state in July of 19, I think it was 1936, was over 100 degrees, or over 90 degrees rather, and like 35 of them were over 100. So people that look into this, they aren't buying into this uh, climate crisis, that this is uh, driven by man-made, uh, man-made causes as much as it's cyclical and El Nino and all the rest. So the crisis in healthcare relates back can be related back to the federal government. Inflation related back to the federal government. The debt crisis related back to the federal government. The climate crisis, some would argue, manufactured by the federal government and other globalist governments. Uh, as you'll hear in the interview later this week, Dougal Lamont, before I even said anything, was very quick to try to distance himself from the federal liberal party. As he put it, people think we're like a Tim Hortons franchise. We've been independent for decades. Um, Except I don't know that there's any record of the Liberal Party in the last few years in Manitoba having any criticism of the federal Liberals, whether it's on inflation, whether it's on on immigration, which is driving uh, housing shortages and uh, spiking prices for, for housing. I don't know that there's any evidence the mental Liberals ever actually uh, criticized Justin Trudeau. And so Lamont is kind of trying to kind of wants to try to have it both ways. We aren't the liberals, but the way they behave, they are. Nonetheless, as he put it, uh, he spoke at the press conference and then with me uh, about a large pool of undecided voters in this election. I think that that is still true in the most recent poll, Main Street poll, uh, showed the liberals ticking up ever so slightly uh, to fourteen uh, to uh, 12%. Their high water mark was uh, 14 well, high watermark was uh, previously, as I mentioned, but the last election under Lamont as leader, they had a tick over 
uh, 14%. He actually argued, uh, I don't want to say argued in a bad way, but he made the point that the Main Street poll was, could be interpreted as 13%, not, not high 12s. I get the point. What he said to me was the PCs and NDP are attacking federal liberals, but they aren't talking about us at all. We want to put forward a positive vision, a plan for what we need to do, because there's a ton of huge problems and we need to plan to deal with them. And the other parties want to coast on hot air. Hmm. Want to coast on hot air. Uh, Interesting. He's trying to draw some battle lines here. How successful he'll be, I don't know. His best plan of attack would probably be to criticize Wab Canoe and the NDP. And some people don't believe the liberals do that as forcefully as they could. And I don't know that there's a single conservative seat in this province that could in any way, shape, or form fall to a uh, to a liberal candidate. I, and I, I understand that RFO uh, running in Southdale against Audrey Gordon, that he would have a, a contrary argument to, to that, a, con- a contrary point of view. And I respect that. Um, and we'll have him on the program. Uh, so here's Lamont trying to uh, portray the Mantlebit Liberal Party as an independent entity. Uh, this concept of a uh, share-buying business development bank that would be apolitical, non-political. At least it's something different. At least it's something that would put a capital towards uh, Manitoba jobs and Manitoba small businesses. Uh, so it, it is, I think, some to some extent, uh, out-of-the-box thinking he cited uh, where was it? North Dakota. And uh, there was another jurisdiction, I think Alberta, uh, that have similar programs that he believes are successful. And uh, you've just heard from David Lamont. You'll hear more from uh, the liberal leader. Uh, the uh, did an interview with him, as I said, about runs about eight minutes long. And we'll get that up later this week. Um, more coming on the provincial election. Um, and, and uh, you know, the more I cover crime and public safety, the more I find out and the worse it gets. This is the tip of the iceberg. The stuff that I am, am finding out about, the information I'm getting, uh, the stuff I'm seeing online, in particular, same, I'm seeing St. Boniface, St. Vitale, uh, supplanting almost River Heights. You know, River Heights was uh, pretty big there for a while, Smash Windows Club and all the rest of it. Uh, but there's an epidemic of crime and absolute silence about this from the city councillors uh, that 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 I'm seeing. It's like city councillors. A lot of them seem to be taking the summer off, and uh, the thieves aren't. The criminals aren't, and people are very frustrated and they're getting angry. And uh, whether the anger on crime is about the judicial system, Trudeau, whether it's directed at Ottawa at the Trudeau government, whether it's directed at uh, Crown attorneys, the Crown attorneys in Manitoba. <clears throat> well, they're an interesting bunch, I'll say that. Uh, and uh, I think some of them have quite risen to the uh, the level of incompetency that they deserve as uh, jurists and legalists. Um, I I think that Lam- Dougald Lamont, I'm not picking on Dougald in this regard, I think every candidate for, every MLA, every candidate for legislature, they're going to get an earful, an earful, about crime, about property crime, about threats, about intimidation, uh, uh, about uh, everything from bike theft to car theft to property theft to house break-ins, and I mentioned Lord Roberts, where uh, where it appears that organized thieves uh, have turned into cat burglars, and they're like stealing ladders and using ladders to climb up the sides of houses to peer in and possibly break into windows, and and certainly, uh, I, mean, I guess Danny Smysoff on vacation too. Uh, cause the police chief has been silent about this as well. 
Uh, I'm not going to be silent. We'll have more about that in upcoming podcasts. Like I said, uh, the interview with Dougal Lamont, going to try to get that out leading into next weekend. And uh, it's um, it's an interesting listen. Uh, I have a good rapport with uh, with Lamont. I uh, had a number of interviews with him in the 2019 uh, campaign, my election coverage. And uh, it's uh, it's always a respectful dialogue, even though I think some of the stuff that, that he pitches is out there. Uh, but uh, I, respe- I very much respect the fact that uh, he's, he is respectful of independent media and, uh, and of the kind of coverage I try to provide the community and uh, never brushes off my questions, never sloughs them off. And, uh, and, and uh, in that regard, he's, um, he's been a lot better to deal with than a lot of so-called political leaders in this province of various political stripes over the past few years. So uh, those are, that's what you can look forward to. A reminder to all of you, uh, there are commentaries, whether it's in podcast form or columns, uh, put uh, put out by me, provided to winnipegtribune.ca. I encourage you to check those out. That's different from this podcast. Some of the subject areas are the same, but I'm touching on uh, on different subjects. I guess the way to put it, different topic, different different themes of under the same topics of you know politics and and such things. Uh, and I encourage you all to go to winnipegtribune.ca, take a look at that. Uh, George Hicks once had a good idea. I've gotten some feedback about that one. Um, uh, one of the podcasts is though the, the effect on the police officers that saved the life of that six-year-old child on Burroughs who had been stabbed by somebody, um, as well as raising the question about whether the province is going to act uh, on the five million dollar judgment about the in the Parker Lands fiasco and whether this is going to result in taking a look at how how ethics and how behavior uh, in terms of dealing with businesses and developers and such things at City Hall how the province whether the province is going to find other new ways of regulating and re-regulating that and I can see that the school board is is inevitably going to come up again in this election despite the defeat of Bill sixty four uh, the whether any government is going to put up for long with the school boards being used as farm clubs for one of the political parties remains to be seen. And I also, uh, over on uh, winnipegtribune.ca, uh, raised once again, as I did on this podcast, the issue of teachers keeping mum on school violence as admitted by the teachers union. Um, and so lots to read there, a canoe between a landfill and a hard place, lots to read, lots to listen to. So please uh, do me a favor, do yourself a favor, go over to winnipegtribune.ca, check out those guest commentaries over on that platform. I'll be back with more here at the Great Canadian Talk Show. Going to try to get a couple out this week. I'm also going to trip uh, heading up, heading, uh, coming up, heading out to Saskatchewan uh, to a couple of communities there on Thursday. And if anything noteworthy happens on that uh, trip, of course, I'll let you all know. You can reach me, MartyGoldLive at gmail.com with your tips, uh, uh, of course, your donations via PayPal, via Interact, or contact me. You are fueling this coverage. And so many people are saying that it's important, that I'm giving the people a voice, that I'm making sure that issues are being heard, that I'm not letting politicians just, you know, scurry off to the beach for the summer. And that is because of your financial support. No Trudeau here. No trust fund money here. I've never made big money ever in my life. I do this because I have a passion for the city that my family settled in over 100 years ago. I do this because I have a passion for working class people, for people that that do the right thing and continually find, whether it's because of the criminal element, whether it's because of bureaucrats, whether it's because of politicians that don't care, whether it's because of neighbors that are jerks, 
I have a passion to make sure that their stories are told and that they get the kind of results that they deserve, the kind of justice that they have a right to expect. That passion is lacking in modern day newsrooms. Their passion about, about their particular political issues. But if you're a part of the community that doesn't conform with modern day newsrooms, well, they aren't going to tell your story. If they do, they're going to call you names. They're going to label you. Right? Traditionalists. Far right. I got called far right by the Winnipeg Free Press of all people who never utter the term far left if their lives depended on it. This is a place where you, your friends, your family can find a home. This is a place where I will stick up for you. This is a place where I will demand answers. And this is a place where always, 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 I respect the fact that when it comes to what goes on in your community, what comes when it comes to what's going on in your province, when it comes to what's going on in your city, when it comes to what's going on in your life, ultimately, I respect that you have the power. When you support the Great Canadian Talk Show, your donation makes sure that the investigations, the interviews, the fact-finding, the truth-telling can carry on. When you sponsor the Great Canadian Talk Show, you're telling the community that you think their stories matter. Our public affairs coverage continues to make a difference, challenging the slanted media narratives and giving a voice to the community. When you provide funding for The Great Canadian Talk Show, you're supporting old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. Support TGCTS today. The Great Canadian Talk Show podcast is brought to you by Midpoint Auto. Vehicle sales at wholesale pricing. 1.99% financing on new cars. 6.99% financing on great used vehicles. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. That's not all. Off-road vehicles, campers, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, even boats. If you're in the market for something with an engine, then that's the place you want to go. Midpointautomotive.ca. The phone number, 833-997-9930. Again, that's 833-997-9930. Midpoint Auto, bad credit approved, good credit rewarded. If you're a listener of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, let them know by giving them the promo code. T-A-L-K, the word talk. That's the promo code. And you're sure to get a great deal from Midpoint Automotive. Thanks for listening to the Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. I